Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. What up, High Fivers? This is your boy, High Five Tom. I've also got uh, Mr. Too Slow Will. And like I always say, you're not too slow, or he's not too slow, you're too slow. However, High Fivers, for the first time on Ring of Honor Revelry, we have a guest, Mr. Eric Freed. Eric, how are you tonight, my friend? I am excellent. A pleasure to finally meet you guys, and yeah. I am looking so forward to talking Ring of Honor. Yeah, breaking down the fourth wall. Um, we wanted to get Eric on for a while. Uh, we finally figured out a way. Uh, we had a brainstorm. We figured we talk every week. Uh, you know, if this is our first episode of Ring of Honor TV, would we uh, keep watching? And uh, we figured we'd get someone on. Uh, I know you're obviously, Eric, you're familiar with Ring of Honor, um, but not as familiar, especially at this time frame. So, um, yeah, so we're glad to have you on. But uh, before we get to our gracious question of honor, I do have an unboxing here. I got a package today from the Amazon. Ooh. Everybody, even though it's not a video podcast, thank you, Will. It is the long it way home. From Will's- when, you, when you held up the cover, it disappeared into your background anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I'm like, God damn it. So, um, yeah, it's uh, Will had been talking about the long way home by his good friend, Mr. Uh, Michael Chin. So I will actually probably get to this sooner than you think. So thanks, Will. No problem. That's uh, That was his last collection he put out. Um, I was put out there again. Mike's got a collection of essays about wrestling connecting uh generations of men in his family that's available for pre-order now through cowboy jamboree press um i still got to get my pre-order in as well um yeah i'll check that out that's awesome um is this the same yeah. guy who does the uh powerbomb series well there no no uh, so your uh do a powerbomb was daniel warren johnson who um he, he's done like stuff for marvel he's done stuff for dc he does just tons of freelance artwork commission work um i'm i'm currently debating if i want to spend 80 dollars us to get a <laughs> trade paperback from the uk <laughs> to get a signed print with it oh man uh, i'm probably not going to i do really want to have a signed print but i don't necessarily love that signed print if i'm going to spend that kind of dough i want to make sure it's something that i, I really want so yeah absolutely absolutely yeah that's cool but yeah. um i'll check out this book for sure so sorry i missed what you said tom what was the name of it uh, it's called the long way home the long way home Go stories ahead. by michael chin let's see if i can do this without my glasses here grapplers and ghosts a cowboy and a tigress devoted fans family lovers under the giant's bastard daughter the long way home express explores Stories from the world of professional wrestling that walk a razor's edge between fact and fiction. The world we know and its underbelly. Featuring work originally published in Passages North, Shindoa, Gravel, Cherry Tree, Miracle Monocle, and others. The collection approaches a world of violence with a sensitive but in- invasive eye toward what makes us all human. Yeah, Mike, Mike's a really cool guy. Um, I'm haven't had the the pleasure of meeting him in person i want to say he lives in nevada um but like i brought up todd kaneko on the show that's where it started as i saw todd kaneko's dead wrestler elegies mm-hmm. through that i found uh, josh olson who is a librarian out of michigan and he did a not it's not all wrestling based but there's a lot of wrestling 
a few wrestling based releases um, under his gimmick press. And he's published a couple things uh, from Mike, and I met Mike through there. So all three gentlemen are excellent, definitely worth the follows on Twitter. Um, if I was more prepared, I'd have everybody's, uh, you know, usernames and stuff like that. But well, uh, Mike, you can follow at Mike T. Chin on the Twitter machine. Hell yeah. Nice. That's awesome. And I can even put a little, a little, little note in the show notes. So. Well, thank you. Well, I appreciate that. So, I mean, you got me a shirt and I got me a couple books. I mean, gee, I'm really fucking slacking. Here. I mean, mailing stuff to you has been an adventure. So <laughs> to, to go all the way back, uh, Tom missed out on GCW merch when we went to the world because all the rest of us wanted to see Tom Brady eat shit in the playoffs. And he did suck at Tom Brady. You fuck. Hope you stay retired. <laughs> but um, we missed out on merch. So when they posted up the merch, I said, Tom, pick, pick what shirt you want. I'll get it mailed to you. Problem is, is I I transposed two of the numbers in his address. Okay. So I got I got the notice that it's being sent back. And I'm like, oh no. But thankfully, the the lady who was helping do the GCW merch, I don't know if she's still doing it, but she was super cool. She's like, Yeah, just let me know what the the new address is or what the address is supposed to be, and I'll just send it back out. And then Tom got it not too long after. Yeah. <laughs> they, they got it back. Yeah. And, and then, uh, I just tried ordering Tom a copy of the Dead Wrestler Elegies Championship Edition for my friend Todd Kaneko. And I thought it was weird because I, I came into my apartment. And I see a, a package sitting by the mailboxes. I'm like, that looked really familiar. <laughs> I'm like, this is from New Michigan Press. I'm like. Did they fucking send me? Because I was also waiting because I didn't know if it was a goof. And like maybe they sent me a second one and you still had one coming. But then yeah. I was looking through, it's like, oh, it's this order number. And I look through them like all the confirmation says to Milwaukee. I, I addressed it to Milwaukee Tom in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And it came to right. William Mercier Jr. in Derry, New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh well. So that that is coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I'll give you my mom's address. That's where most of my mail goes anyway, so. But that also will be coming via Amazon. Okay. Cool. I will I will keep an eye out. So, yeah, I'm very grateful. And uh, speaking of GCW versus the world, um, not only did we have to watch these fucking football games, I miss my merch, but we also get a chance to first time to meet Brundon. Um, because you asked. We did. Because we, we, and he didn't want to meet up after me it was all right kate got sick everybody yeah. wanted to go home um but that's a good segue because we do have a good question of dishonor from mr brunden we do. so he's the third man brother he's pretty much the third and uh has brother, he been on the show before not, not officially yet. yeah so his appearance um yeah i think uh yeah we had to we had to reschedule the joe Kobe, uh, kobayashi thing um, just couldn't work out. I will just say that. I don't want to say anything else on air. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll just do that. Jerry Lynn. Uh, and I see now will no Eric seen this match already. Uh, the Jerry Lynn versus Nigel match. So the one, the one that you told me to watch. Yeah. Eric, was it worth the watch? It was, it was fantastic. Like I, I have no doubts that it was Tom. I'm not saying <laughs> what you told me to watch isn't worth the watch. 
but you're lucky to get me to watch this episode of Ring of Honor every week. Maybe I remember if there's an event too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we don't have one. I think two more weeks Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, February sixteenth. Yeah, old Cincinnati, so, Ohio. Um, this was a good, another good episode of TV. But we'll go to our question, yeah, Sonner. Um, Brundon, got my question for you guys. Uh, initially, he sent this to just me, but he's like, "Oh shit, there's a group." Uh, but okay. Uh, so this is the edit. Uh, listen, um, my computer died while we were recording. Wasn't sure where it died. Uh, so I'm just recording this, and I realized that actually. Um, Brenda's question of dishonor, awesome as it was, was not actually even listed. Uh, so I'm going to put it on here. Uh, got my question for you guys. Uh, since the Briscoes were in Ring of Honor for the entire time, uh, nearly of course, who was their biggest rival over the years? Um, and then Brenda's response was, uh, mine would be some mojo. Their feud early was so good, uh, led to so many great matches. Jay and Mark got uh, shots from it. Uh, it was a great story. Joe, Joe would, win, would win one-on-one. Uh, the Briscoes would win in tags. Uh, they brought it back, too, with Joe and Homicide which versus the Briscoes. Jesus fucking Christ, that'd be awesome. Um, uh, managed by Cornette. So great. So uh, thanks again, Brendan, uh, for the question, Dishonor. And I do apologize, High Fivers, uh, in regards to... I'm not sure why my computer literally just died in the middle of the podcast so that was weird so probably get that shit checked out so but uh yeah enjoy the listening uh the rest of the episode here and uh, i'll talk to everybody next week even though you got like 45 minutes more podcast so thanks a bunch everybody what up high fivers well we're back after my fucking computer just crashed so that's awesome uh but to finish brundon's awesome thought here uh the briscoes um Joe would win one-on-one with either Briscoes. The Briscoes would win tags. Uh, they brought it back to with Joe and Homicide uh, with the Briscoes managed by Cornette. Um, so, yeah, Samoa Joe is not somebody I would have thought of. Um, but, uh, Eric, first, you want to go first? Do you have a, a good rivalry that you really epitomizes the, the Briscoe brothers in Ring of Honor? I have two, actually. One, um, from a single standpoint, I would say it's probably each other. Um, the Briscoe, the Briscoes were, I remember when Mark joined the prophecy for like five minutes and, uh, he and Jay just, just like all the battles they had with each other were, were fantastic during that feud. And then even later on, um, I, I might be wrong, but I remember a match where they were like on opposite sides of the tag team. But like I can't remember if this actually happened or not, but I <laughs> I know that they I, I know Mark tagged with PCO at one point, but I can't remember if Jay yeah. was on the other side against them or not. But that was I remember that match being pretty good. And then um I remember in the early HD net days or uh fight network days up here, they had um the Briscoes versus like Young Bucks, American Wolves, uh, Steen Steen Erico. Um, some of their some of their battles with War Machine, I actually really love. Oh, <laughs> just, dude, yeah. Just uh, just those Hoss fights. I, I just uh, anything anything big man uh, involving a table. I'm just like, yep, I'm here for it. I'm here all day for it. So uh, those are pretty good. And you know, like in in my opinion, um, you can't really talk about tag team wrestling without the briscoes you know like yeah. they've uh, sure they were in roh for as long as they have been the last 20 years but when you think of 
what they've accomplished and meant to so many tag teams coming up. Um, it's, it's quite impressive to see just like what they were able to accomplish, not being on one of those bigger uh, networks until they got to impact earlier this year. And then even when they were battling the good brothers, like that, that um, I think was an underrated feud, but probably a distant one that people had come up with as a, a top feud, but they, they had a few good, matches with them so yeah i mean yeah and people forget yeah war machine was so fucking awesome uh i always i've uh i told willis like half a dozen times one of the my favorite matches i ever first it was my first ring of honor show live um it was a six-man dance it was uh the briscoes and bully ray versus dalton castle and the war boys basically war machine dressed up as as the boys dude that match uh you know unfortunately will we're not going to cover it for like another four years but uh, great fucking match. Um, yeah, so War Machine's a good pick, but Will, you got anything? So I'm because I'm still going through all these these early years relatively as well. Um, Please don't I mean, say Russell's great thing. You can. I'm not going to say Russell's great thing. I forgot about those dudes, but uh, I mean, the cop out answer would be like FTR, right? Because that was the, the most recent one. But I'm going to go. With the kingdom. Oh, nice. Because um, I'm thinking feuding with Adam Cole for heavyweight title. I'm thinking tag team ba- matches. I'm thinking the last real Ring of Honor tag team title match. Yeah. So that'll, I, I'll, I'll put forth the kingdom, not necessarily OGK. I'm talking about, uh, Taven Bennett and Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, and uh, we are we are definitely um, heading into a great time uh, where this this Adam Cole Jay Briscoe feud is about to heat the fuck up. Um, spoiler alert! So um, I'm going to say, listen, I I have not. I all I've heard about, listen, I've seen a couple matches, um, but it's the Kings of Wrestling um, versus the Briscoes. I really need to kind of go back and you know, as as Phil always likes to say for us old DJ record heads go dig into the crates and uh, check that. I mean, because I guess that rivalry they had just before uh, Cesaro left, um, you know, just a, a year long blood feud and hero and fucking Claudio or goddamn fucking money. Um, yeah. Now I, I, I wish Chris here would kind of catch on somewhere again, somewhere else. Uh, but really the feud for me, because I got into ring of honor uh, early 2017 and it was just, I mean, every month it was the Briscoes and the young bucks. You know, and like I, I finally watched, you know, being in the elite for the first time forever, talking about the Briscoes. And I mean, they probably wrestled each other the most. I know it's kind of the tackier um, answer, but yeah, just I mean, that was really what brought me into Ring of Honor in the first place, you know. And that match, you know, the, the latter war with SCU, Young Bucks, and Briscoes as the Bucks were leaving Ring of Honor, uh, still top five favorite Ring of Honor matches for me. So um, that's what I got. So yeah, yeah Brendan. Yeah, Brendan. Thank you so much. Obviously, uh, for your question of dishonor. Uh, great job with uh, keeping all of our picks uh, on the Patreon plugs. Also, even though I took dead last, I'm sure, but you know. Who did you have winning the rumble? Seth Rollins. I had Dominic. <laughs> really? Yeah, I picked. I picked yeah. Dom. So I was... uh, Oof. Yeah, that, and that's I, a risk. You know, I guess. I guess, you know, now is the time if you want to make, like, a risky pick. 
Yeah, because yeah. I, I had Asuka winning the wrestling. I guess she was the second last one eliminated. So I, I wouldn't have been mad about that. Yeah. I, I voted, ex- I, I picked extremely safe. Yeah, I just I was kind of figuring maybe Trips would throw us a curveball, but you know, but and I'm and I'm actually embarrassed to say that. Uh, speaking of Crotzel's good friend Walter, um, that Gunther did not even come across my radar as winning. I don't know why the fuck I didn't think that. So um, and, they, and they had a they had to marathon the whole thing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he was the first he was the first one in, last one eliminated, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's dope. Um, Walter fucking rules. That's I mean Gunther, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Uh, yeah. So I want to see a reunion one day of him and uh, Timothy Thatcher oh. versus, versus like I don't know if they ever fought the Briscoes, but now that but like Mark and PCO versus like Gunther and uh, or Walter and uh, Tim, yeah. Timothy Thatcher would be like. Yeah, because uh, well Walter and PCO had a fucking uh, a run. A couple of years ago, that really kind of put PCO back on the fucking map. Mm-hmm. That was really my first exposure to Walter. So, um, he was great. And I'm just glad that he didn't lose anything by losing the weight. You know, obviously, he looks great. Um, I never obviously didn't think he looked bad, but he still hits like a fucking ton of bricks. So, yeah, Kratzo and I had an interesting discussion about how if, um, like Gunther doesn't seem like the type of wrestler who you think would ever turn face. But I mean, if you look at his in-ring ability, I think he might like be forced to be like not as evil, if that makes any sense. So, is he still pretty evil in the like when he came up to the main roster? Yeah, well, like he in, just the the way that they want Imperium to be, or like, um, uh, like they're saying it's for the ring and they like protect the ring or whatever. But I mean, when, when when you name. When you named Gunther, when you originally named Gunther, Gunther Stark, which was like a Nazi U-boat captain. That, that's going to bring you some heat. Yeah. Right. You, yeah. you might as well just call them Ring Kampf like they were called. Yeah, exactly. Beforehand. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they probably couldn't get away with that now. I, I mean, I, I dig that, but. Um, yeah. they, they wouldn't even use War Machine, which I, I mean, that prints money. Nice, nice shitty WWE merch shirt with War Machine on it. Yeah. Um, they probably have like a tank and like a bob bomb on it. Yeah. Well, Vince is back, right? So it could happen. I mean, so. Ugh. Yeah. Who knows? Well, but this isn't a WWE. Yeah, podcast. this is an ROH podcast. Sorry, this my bad. A, my bad. This, this is a uh, a reveling in Ring of Honor podcast, and Will, Eric, we're gonna go over episode fifth seventy two of Ring of Honor TV. Will, can you believe we've got 72 episodes of TV under our belt? Well, you do it at least. There's a couple I missed. <laughs> yeah, but um, god damn. So uh, we are back. Uh, this kind of set the pace here. So this episode originally aired uh, February 2nd, 2013. Uh, they keep pushing back the goddamn date because originally when we started this podcast, it was supposed to drop on the 10-year anniversary when the TV episode came out, but um, it is what it is. Uh, but, Will, they are back at the DeBurns Arena. And, Eric, yeah, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but they did most of their taping at the house shows in 2012 in Baltimore at the DeBurns okay. Arena. Um, and uh, on the call, we've got uh, LaCroix back with Kevin Kelly. We call Caleb Seltzer uh, LaCroix because Seltzer LaCroix. I mean, it just makes sense, right? 
more pull on myself. Right. Uh, Will, right off the bat, one of our favorites. It's the Battle of the Thomases in the top prospect tournament. Um, It's, you know, and props to Truth Martini for accurately predicting that Thomas would win. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I'm sorry, Eric. Yeah. Uh, no, say uh, Truth Martini, greatest hair in the game. Totally, it I is mean, something. I mean, they should nominate the best hair in the game award after him. Um, I need one of those hats. Um, but yeah, so basically, for uh, I mean, for- his hat is basically a tall visor. Yeah, that's uh, he is first um, first generation Croatian, I think. Um. Yeah, so his last – what was his last name originally? His last name's Martin in the real life, but uh, – no, it's actually Martini, I think. His last name's actually Martini, but not um, – I don't know, something like that. But basically, uh, it is Tadarius Thomas uh, versus the promised Antonio Thomas. Um, for loyal listeners of the show, no, Will and I are very, very big on Tadarius Thomas. Uh, Eric, do you know much about Tadarius Thomas at all? Uh, I'd have to interrupt you if you give me a, a rundown of him. Uh, he's a cap, he's a capoeira expert. Um, yeah, he, uh, yeah. Awesome. Not good on the mic. I'm glad. So we'll get to that, but, uh, and versus, um, I was going to do some research on the promise. Will, did you by any chance look up, uh, Antonio Thomas's previous career at all? I, I, I appreciate that you would think that I would do such a thing. I mean, you never know. I mean, weird things have happened. I mean, um, I was going to look it up, but I forgot. Um, yeah, oh, well, oh, I thought his name sounded familiar. He was one of the heartthrobs. Oh, no, shit. wow, who I remember from oh, they were on Raw. Jesus, what years were this? Was that Yikes. 04, 04, 05? Damn, um, yeah, 2004 to 2006. Hmm. Heartthrobs. Okay. Have Yikes. We, oh wait, oh, wait. We've seen him before, right? Did um, he make an appearance somewhere? That's possible. He, he could have been one of those because he was an OVW guy, so there's a good chance he was in one of those like six man, eight man matches. Okay. Um, but yeah, but we love Darius Thomas, big fan. Um you know, Antonio uh, Thomas doesn't, you know, cheats the, the code of honor. Um, you know, good back and forth. Uh, the promise gives to Darius uh, some trouble. But, you know, at the end of the day, are people not scouting? Why the fuck would you try to punch Darius Thomas in the head? I mean, every time someone tries to punch him in the head, they break their hand. Because he blocks it with his head. Yeah. Um, I love it. You know, I do love that. So, um <coughs> Um, but yeah, they're kind of putting over, you know, on commentary. Well, it's, it's trying to kind of shock me a little bit that this is Tadarius Thomas's term to lose. So they're pretty high on him. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at the the spread. He's been the most featured up to this point. He's been featured way more than any of the other people in this tournament. Yeah. And Eric, I just kind of give you a rundown. So the other members, uh, the first match. Uh, was Adam uh, Adam Page versus Silas Young, which Silas Young won. And then uh, last week we had uh, – what was it, QT? Was it QT? No. Um, no, so last week it was Silas Young and Adam Page. 
and then we had QT Marshall was against Mike Seidel. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, ugh. Not a big fan of Mike not Seidel. not Evan Bourne. Uh, Matt Seidel, his brother, yeah. Mike. Yeah, his Seidel. brother. <laughs> yeah, his brother Par- from Paradise City, which I which I was dug so. Um, yeah, in the end, Darius knocks him out with a, a fuck of a spin kick. You know, that was all it took. And Truth is very happy. And uh, honestly, if they put Truth Martini in with Darius, I mean, it's you're printing money there because Darius's biggest, you know, fault was uh, his promo. So he gives someone who can obviously talk. Um, that'd be awesome. So, yeah, uh, Darius Thomas carries on to the winner of Matt Taven and ACH next week, which will right. be awesome. I'm I'm definitely watching that. So if if you need me to join again, I, I will definitely watch that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we could we could definitely figure something out. Um I'm pretty sure that's next week. So um but yeah, real quick we got an ad, uh Chicago Ridge, the anniversary show. You know, like they've done to death. Lethal gets what he wants, you know, we kind of bullied him. Um but Will, I don't know if you noticed, I know you're not a big Jay Lethal fan, but Obviously, Lethal is a big fan of Ric Flair, but holy shit, he sounded like Ric Flair in his goddamn promo. Yeah, whatever. It's Jay Lethal. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's your favorite, so. Um, they they next... do stuff to try to sell me on him, and you know what? They almost get me here and there, but at the end of the day, it's not a Jay Lethal guy. No. Um, but next, a match that was a little bit better than would have looked on paper. Uh, but I, got- I, I popped for this. I, I popped when they we got a little scoop. We got yeah. a little introduction for, for our friend Grizzly Redwood. Yeah. Eric, are you familiar with Grizzly Redwood at all? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That lumberjack gimmick was uh, fantastic that you would have. I'm, I actually have the um, card pulled up uh, right in front of me here so I can follow along. And like just as you said on paper, not the most appetizing thing. You think uh, he would be squashed, but um, any any hope spot that I've ever seen him do, he he gets the crowd really into it. You know. Yeah, I can't remember the event, and um, but will when he wrestled Michael Elgin last year, um, fucking great match. Um, yeah, and my, Michael Elgin's a fucking beat. Obviously, we've talked about before, but the key to this match, though. Ring of Honor over your favorite, Mike Bondo on the call. Very, he very in Grizzly Redwood's corner and very not in Roddy Strong's corner. No, not a fan. No, not at all. So they uh, obviously, if you um, remember, uh, Roddy kicked out uh, Mondo's crutch out from his leg at the final battle. Uh, great match they had in Milwaukee. Uh, probably one of the matches of the year for 2012. Uh, Mondo versus Strong. Um, so hopefully we get to, hopefully get to run that back, um, but we did get a little promo package, you know, about Grizzly Redwood and Kevin Kelly being the master he is. He's just like you know Grizzly Redwood's been fighting his whole life. I mean, the fact of matters he was he was born premature and he had to fight just to get out of the hospital as a baby. So, um, but what we did not see at final battle, though, will is that QT Marshall actually called out Grizzly Redwood. And QT lost, but there. Artie Evans is trying to uh, get it expunged that. off the record. Yeah, but he, he beat uh, QT Marshall in record time. Uh, so that's awesome. Maybe uh, he was an Okada role. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me it doesn't sound like they say Okada role. I, I still hear Okada role. I'm never going to hear it as O'Connor role. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, 
Um, Freya will forever be no powder roll to me, but, um, you know, and I, I had a chuckle that uh, definitely uh, Grizzly definitely has some uh, some Matt Cross vibes, and he's not much shorter than Matt Cross. Is Matt Cross is not tall? No. Um. Yeah, and I do love that Kevin Kelly did call Roderick Strong a fat boy. Uh, Roderick Strong is a triple crown winner in case people are winning. And, of course, Roddy comes on, gets in the mic, and he gets all kinds of small. You know, this will be a small challenge for him, or, you know, we're not going to sell Grizzly short, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but, man, start to match, Grizzly out like a fucking house of fire. Um, using his speed. You know, he even got Roddy Strong in a fucking abdominal stretch. Um, I don't know how he did that being like four eighths, but um, yeah, on attack for sure. Uh, Roddy did drop his head on the turnbuckle. That looked kind of nasty, but Mondo went full Mondo here, Will. Uh, he, he was all riled up. Um, yeah, he was, uh, yeah, no pain, no fear uh, for the whole kit and caboodle. Um, but in the in the end, Roddy hits the knee, uh, gets that neck breaker and back breaker on the knee. Uh, in the stronghold for the tap. Uh, and, of course, Roddy doesn't let go because Roddy is a shit heel. Uh, but Michael Elgin comes in for the save. Right. And, and he ushers in that segue. Oh, man, look, our next match, one of the competitors is already in the ring. No ring. Weird. Uh, We're going to save a couple minutes on entrance time so we can fit a fourth match on this episode. <laughs> yeah, we did get four matches on this on this episode, so that was cool. Uh, Eric, are you familiar with Michael Elgin much? I yeah. Mean, okay, Michael Elgin, the wrestler, not Michael Elgin, the human being. Just so the, the wrestler. Yes, I'm. Um, I've only recently heard about his wrongdoings. In uh, he's from Toronto, right? Uh, yeah, Windsor, Windsor. But he wrestles a lot in. Uh, he was wrestling a lot in uh, Toronto before um, those allegations came out about uh, how he treats his partners. And uh, but going into his wrestling, um, pre knowing uh, what kind of a human being he is, huge Michael Elgin fan. I remember, I think it was 2013. Um, I don't want to spoil anything for for show, but I remember one match uh, with Adam Cole. I think it's at Death Before Dishonor. Uh, I'm not sure if it's 2013 or not, but literally. Uh, the kingdom is causing so much havoc and Elgin has no backup. And then War Machine, I'm not sure if they debuted or they were right around the corner, but they stepped in and uh, took out the, uh, they took out Bennett and um, Taven. And then uh, I remember uh, Cole basically mouthed to, to Elgin, like, you can't hurt me. And Elgin just destroyed him with the Elgin bomb and won his title or something like that. I, I can't remember if it was uh, 2013 or 2014, so I don't know if that's a spoiler. <laughs> there, there's plenty of spoilers for for stuff that happened 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But but um, I've always liked his work. The only the only time I didn't like his work was when he was on um, Impact doing a heel run against uh, Brian Cage, because I loved Brian Cage as the Impact World Champion, but they made him look like... Uh, a weak sauce against uh, Michael Elgin, like anything hmm. through at Elgin, uh, Elgin would just uh, put the kibosh on. So I was, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't recall hearing anything really positive about Michael Elgin's run and impact. Yeah. So yeah. The, they kept wanting to make him the guy, but like 
everything he did was at that point very very sloppy i don't know why i think maybe he took a hiatus before i'm only speculating though but he um not a good run as as well as you just said well he not a good run but if you took 2013 Michael Elgin or 2013-14 Michael Elgin, where he was at like the peak of his uh, wrestling prime and put him in impact, that's the guy I would have wanted to see against uh, Brian Cage. But we got washed up Michael Elgin. So I mean... Yeah, I think once he got to impact, I think that's where the wheels started to fall off, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm... It's a real shame. I mean, if we had done a match of the year list last year, um, I bet you Michael Elgin probably would have been on there at least three or four times pretty easily. So, um, I mean, my my favorite match of the year was Elgin Steen. Yeah, the they they put up that their like voted number one match or their selected number one match was Davy Richards, Michael Elgin. He he was top prospect tournament winner. Yeah, survival of the fittest winner. You know, he's he was a guy that they were putting they were investing a lot of eggs in that basket. Yeah, so, it, you know, and like we talked about that that Bruce City beat on that match he had with fucking Silas. Um obviously I'm biased biased because you know Silas is a Milwaukee guy, but great fucking match. Um, you know, and you know, and uh obviously to put over my AAW fandom, but yeah, I mean the, the matches he had with David Richards at AAW, that's where I first learned about Michael Elgin and David Richards were fucking ridiculous. So um but before we get to that match will and Eric here, you get a commercial for Ring of Honor dot com wrestling.com uh with Eddie Edwards. Yeah. I try to be positive. But it's don't, bad. Don't try to be positive. It's, you know. It's ROHWrestling.com. You can buy your shirts. You can buy copies of Doomsday and Southern Discomfort or whatever the <laughs> um, whatever their you, events are. They got, but, they got a warehouse full of DVDs they got to unload. Yeah, but but you can't buy uh, Eddie Edwards uh, a good promo skill. Um, no. So, but it is what it is. But our next match, uh, two previous participants in the previous top prospect turn, Tom, Michael I, Elgin, I don't, I don't know if you saw the note pop up, but Eric said that he's got to go. Eric, you leaving us? He's, he's sadly, gonna turn, he's going to turn to a yeah. pumpkin. <laughs> sadly, but uh, I will, I will be here. Uh, let me know about next week, and I will definitely join. And okay. I'll listen to the rest of this episode for sure. Um, but, and and real quick, Eric, before you go, um, absolutely. Let's say we always talk about you know, listen, if you, this is your first episode, uh, from what you've heard here today. Would this so far intrigue you to watch Ring of Honor TV going forward? Absolutely, absolutely, oh. hands down, da- hands down. It's it's. Um, uh, I've been trying to catch up on uh, Ring of Honor recently. With um, I think, I think uh, what gave me the kick in the pants was when we originally didn't know that Tony was going to buy the company, and it was like, is this the end? So I've been listening to you guys uh, podcast and trying to catch up that way, and now. Uh, with Honor Club, I'm trying to catch up with that too. So, absolutely, absolutely, sweet, uh, sweet. yeah, eight thousand we'll, uh, percent. I, yeah, I can't. We'll, oh, sorry. Sorry, I was just gonna say I can't speak highly enough about you guys <laughs> doing <laughs> doing the podcast. It's a, it's a real uh, um, blessing for uh, wrestling fans like myself to listen to such a thing. Yeah. So, well, it's all Tom. You. It's all Tom. I, I I disagree, but you know we'll fight about that off air. So, 
Uh, but Eric, yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe we'll get you on next week. I know you had a little trouble getting the episode in, um, but we are definitely going to have you and uh, we'll have Brendan on uh, to talk that Nigel uh, Jerry Lynn match here sooner than later too. So Absolutely. we'll definitely get some shit in for you. So, but thanks for coming on, my friend, and uh, tell your dad I said hi. Uh, yeah, give Ivy uh, a high five for me, and we'll talk to you later. I'll teach you how to do a high five through the screen. So she can high five <laughs> and well, and well, thank you so much for the music. I just wanted to let you know, like uh, learn, learning all the music the last year uh, through you has uh, totally been uh, great. And I really appreciate it. Hell yeah. Have you bought any scissor fight yet? I've only listened on YouTube and I was trying to get, um, one of my coworkers listens to like the worst music in the world, but like, like uh, Weird Al Yankovic covering songs, like that, like that is his that is his niche, and he blasts it all day at the office. So I was like, no, you got to listen to Scissor Fight, man. So I showed him Scissor <laughs> Fight. We are we ain't leaving, and he was like, no, Weird Al is the best, not not Scissor Fight. In my, my yeah, I, I don't think uh, the libertarian metal experience of of Scissor Fight. Um, but I, I've been since you brought it up the other day. I've been listening to them a lot, and it's not even their like New England like inspired or whatever. Like a lot of like Boston area bands are like, but they, it's such a it's such a New Hampshire specific <laughs> thing. Whether it's lyrical content or references they make, it's like this band could only have existed in this state. Like if they were born, if they were in another state, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Tom, like I, I tried to find you a CD, but uh they're like there's not a lot of them out there. And I'm not gonna pay a secondhand sixty dollar price for a CD. Yeah, I'll check on Discord. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll I'll, uh, I'll uh, see what I can find. So that'd be yeah. dope. So uh but Eric, yeah, thanks again, my friend. Uh, have a good night and we will talk to you sooner than later. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll be sure to check out the rest of this episode on uh, Saturdays is when you post it, right? Yep, yeah, it usually drops on Saturday. So if not, blame Chad. So, yeah, yeah, I will I will check it out. I will definitely okay. check it out. Awesome. Th- thanks so much, guys. Th- Not problem. Thanks, Eric. Oh, yeah, thanks, Eric. Have a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again to Eric for coming on the show. Um, but, Will, we got some more wrestling talk about here. Just the two of us. Oh, isn't that sweet? I think I'm going to throw up my mouth a little bit. Oh, wait. Did I, look, did I, did I say it loud? Uh, well, yeah, Michael Elgin versus Mike Bennett. Uh, Battle of the Michaels. I know we've kind of seen this uh, before. Uh, Goddamn well. This is a really good... I mean, it was too short because obviously, like you said earlier, they're trying to cram in they, four, four they matches. Squeezed, they squeezed a lot in. Yeah, I kind of wish they hadn't, but... Um, Man, this match is what, really fucking good. What would you have dropped? What what would what would you? Have, I mean, it would have had to have been this match, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the the Grizzly Redwood. I mean, obviously it's putting over Mondo. Um, I mean, they could have. Put there this was match more story time. implications with like. And it's nice that you, Grizzly Adams. He hasn't been on in like a long time. You got to feature Roddy, and you got this. I mean. Still could have had Michael Elgin do like the run in at the end. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, hopefully they're gonna they're gonna run back Roddy and Elgin again, or uh, Roddy and Mondo again. They probably will. Um, maybe it'll be a tag team. That'd be fucking sweet too. 
but wow. this was a I mean, I mean like I said it was a great match yeah it's what you would expect from two top prospect winners yeah i mean and they're they're both at this you know they're both extremely good i was really hoping when uh maria grabbed the leg i was really hoping that elgin was going to like suplex like all three of them <laughs> into the ring uh if there's anyone that could do it, it'd be fucking michael elgin Dude, dude, he's a strong lad. Yeah. I'm assuming uh, he still is, but especially here, he is a strong lad. Well, now that I can't get protein powder anymore, but, uh, I mean, he was in Milwaukee for my birthday at a Lucha show. Um, tickets were fucking ridiculous, though. Uh, it was like $60, so, but, um, but yeah, both, uh, both hurt. Now, so this, this top prospect tournament that's going on now, did they say this is only the second one? It would have to be the third one if, because uh, I think Elgin won the second one. Bennett won the first one. Elgin won the second one. Okay, so it's the, the third one. The, then. the, the, the top prospect term is still in its like baby stages. It gets really good there later on too. Um, spoiler I, alert! When uh, when I was dabbling in the Ring of Honor, I really liked the top prospect stuff. Yeah, um, especially when we get to see uh, Ray Rowe and uh, Hanson. Have have their match. It was an excellent match. I mean, personally, my personal favorite is 2018 uh, top prospect tournament because it wasn't really much of a tournament where Jeff Cobb came in and squashed everybody in the tournament. Um, and then he came in and squashed Punishment Martinez for the TV title in about three minutes. Awesome. But, anyways, spoiler alert Punishment um, Martinez. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to get back to the uh, the game, obviously no code of honor for Mike Bennett's price prize. But uh, you know, we've talked about the past couple of Elgin matches too. Is his his fucking um, submission game's fucking on point? He's really, I mean, adding that we to his need arsenal. More big men doing submission moves. Yeah, and it makes sense. Yeah, it I mean, makes sense if you got the weight to put on somebody. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And, um, and not just like a bear hug or like a torture rack. Cause like, that's, that's what it always does. Right. Yeah. But, you know, it's, I mean, we see pound for pound breast pure pro wrestler, Brian Malone is slapping on, you know, slaps on a camel clutch. He slaps on like a Boston crab. I mean, that's, that's a lot of meat. Yeah. Game over for sure. Um, yeah. And one thing I did notice, um, goddamn ring of honor gives these guys a lot of fucking room to work on the outside. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've got two full mats between the ring and the barricade. So um, I also had a chuckle here. Uh, LaCroix, did, uh, did did he say that Maria, um, something about Maria's boo? I thought I heard. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, it's possible. I feel like I kind of like subconsciously block out. I know. I don't feel like I ever really hear Seltzer. I feel like I really just hear uh, Kevin Kelly. <laughs> well, uh, he well, I mean, we'll get to it, but he was really good in, in the main event. But we'll we'll get to that here in a little bit. Um, my my yeah. favorite, my, my I think the guest commentator was my favorite for uh, the main event. But. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll get to that. So that that asshole. Um, yeah, El, I mean, uh, yeah, Elgin hit a fucking pretty crushing sidewalk slam and an avalanche into the into the corner, but Bennett wouldn't give up. Um, 
And then uh, Elgin kicks out of the Hollywood ending. I know it's called the box office smash, but um, Will, so speaking of Hollywood ending, were so when Bennett was in WWE with Maria, so was he like a, a Miz ripoff? Or, Honestly, do you, I don't do you, know do how much she was ever actually on TV because their whole shtick was that pretty much Maria wore the pants and then he was just like some bitch boy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, like he came out and it was like he was Mike Kanellis and it was all, oh, my wife, oh, my wife, oh, my wife. And there was like 24 7 title stuff, I think. Yeah, because I mean, I knew a little bit of Mike because I think they came back. I want to say there was some weirdo pregnancy thing that happened. I I might be remembering that right. It 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 was it was not good. Yeah, because I knew they came (laughs) back. I think yeah, it was the 2016 or 17 Royal Rumble, and it was a big deal. And I just saw it. I'm like, I'm like, is that the same guy I heard about this Ring of Honor that everyone's floating about? So, um, I was just curious. I'm glad he got out of there. So. Uh, but in the end, Will, you know, Michael Elgin gets that goddamn buckle bomb into the goddamn spinning power bomb. Uh, great match. Wish it would have went longer. But um, obviously, you know, Elgin's a story here. But Bennett might be a pretty boy, but he really showed he's tough as fucking nails in this match. Bennett's great. Yeah, that's uh, that's the bottom line. So um, I, I liked how at one point he went for the, the Jerry Lynn pile driver. Yeah. Just to be a fucking prick. Um, so good. <laughs> Sorry, Will. Um, Scissor fight shows announced. Uh, well, nothing, nothing near you, Tom. I mean, I mean, there's also only two of them, so. Yeah. Um, my, my buddy Devin and I were talking about how Scissor fight has this huge following, right? And all they really do is like tour Europe and play shows in New Hampshire. They play like maybe maybe ten shows tops a year. I mean, I mean they're probably fucking making enough just playing in Europe that they can they can get a, get away with that. They're in demand. I mean, they they were on MTV at one point. Really. They were an MTV artist you ought to know. Oh, really? And uh, they went to like the, the the executive building or whatever to go and do the interview. And they were escorted out because they thought they were just people off the street. They didn't realize that they were <laughs> the band. That's hilarious. So they're living the gimmick, huh? Yeah, I mean, they they even said in the interview, it's like we work, we all work like real jobs, and the fact that we get to do this too is great. But it's like we're not gonna give up, you know, our our bread and butter, basically. Yeah, working man. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. So, Scissor Fight, New Hampshire's a premier speed doom (laughs) man. That's awesome. Sunshine, you got dinner on the stove. Thank you. Oh, you didn't have any dinner on the stove for me, you son of a bitch. Well, you know. What, what's for dinner? Well, we didn't get Eric's input on olives when he was here. Ah, maybe we'll see that next week. So maybe. 
Um, well, I mean, that would have dictated whether it comes back or not. So maybe I'll just text him. So, um, but Will, uh, your favorite segment of the week? I was going to say we got inside Ring of Honor. We got a full one, action packed. It uh, it, it popped me a little because we haven't had, we didn't get it last week, and you you keep saying you're putting the energy out there that it's my favorite segment, and you know later, much later on. I do really like the inside ring of honor stuff like we had with uh Quinn McKay and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, yeah. We got, a, 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 we got a, a juicy one. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Jade lethal's on, uh, he wants a title shot from survival at the fittest. So I guess the first time he wrestled, mean, you know, fair, he, he, he did win the title shot. Yeah. Um, so when he wrestled Steen the first time it wasn't survival of the fittest, I guess, but, um, you know, and then uh, we show him and, and Nigel doing their thing, and Nigel's like, I knew somebody was going to test me, but I didn't think it'd be Jay Lethal. Uh, but you got one more chance, Jay Lethal, and if you mess up again, you're going to regret it. Um, that was I horrible. Know, I don't know if that accent was. <laughs> yeah, it was not, not even close, but, you know. Um, God damn it, people don't realize Nigel's fucking bigger than they're taller than he looks. Well, it's, um, it's the pro, it's the pro wrestling thing, right? Like they all look normal sized when they're all standing next to each other. Yeah. Um, but then you see him next to Grizzly Redwood, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Um, but yeah, and then we show a lethal dressing down Kevin Steen. Um, you know, and if Kevin Steen really wants to stick your, stick at the Ring of Honor, he's got to beat Jay Lethal, who's the epitome of honor. Um, blah 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 blah. And then, uh, you know, until Steen can beat Lethal, he ain't shit. Um, you know, at the end, you know, Steen says, I accept. So, obviously, we've discussed this before. But uh, for any first-time listeners, um, yeah, then we get a quick uh, BJ Whitmer promo. He's not 100%. You know, eventually he's going to have to have neck surgery from that table spot. Uh, but kudos to Cole. But Whitmer's going to go until the wheels fall off. So, yep. um, he, uh, he pretty much said, like, you know, yeah, you won. But I wasn't 100%. But I haven't been 100% for for years, years now. Yeah. Then he tells the cameraman to beat it. He's done. Yeah, that, that's it. So, uh, well, then our uh, our main event of the evening, a tag team gauntlet match for the number one contendership. Um, no CNC Russell Factory. So I'm assuming no them because they lost their shot. I'm assuming they just had one. It's, yeah. Certain, I mean, None of these teams were really a surprise contender. I mean, obviously there was one outlier team. I I did not expect the Bravados to uh to win. But were you glad to see them? I I don't. We haven't seen them in a while, so it was fresh. Yeah, I like. They almost teased like they weren't going to do the Code of Honor when like they first got in the ring with the Wolves. Like, because they step back and like let the crowds like chant. Because the, the, there was a solid chunk of that crowd chanting for the bravados. Yeah, I know. I say it all the time. I do love their fucking entrance song too. Um, yeah, it sounds like the bravados are going back to Japan uh, eventually, so they might take a little hiatus here again. But um, you know, we've been seeing this all episode, and obviously they're trying to fit you know twelve pounds of shit into a ten pound bag. Um, so they had to cut some stuff. So, but a good five, you know, fun five minutes, uh, maybe a little bit longer uh, for this match. You know, I, hopefully we get to see them run it back a little bit longer between. It would be fun to see these four go at it. But um, yeah, in the end, oh, I forgot to mention, uh, Will, who was, uh, who was the guest commentator for this match? Tag team expert. 
one half of wrestling's greatest tag team. Yeah. Charlie Haas came out with a beer, acting like he's maybe had a couple before that one. Um, he's he's grumpy. He's surly. He thinks uh, Ring of Honor is you know conspiring against him and Shelton because they wouldn't do something like this if Shelton was available. Yeah, he's like, I, how can it be naming the best tag team when wrestling's greatest tag team was not represented? Yeah, um, I they, mean, they admonish his treatment of Rydell. He says, "Who cheeseburger?" Oh, so good. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Um, but Charlie Haas is a, I, I like that he, he didn't really take away from it. Like, and he was like in character and he, he like, cause you know, he, he wasn't really, he wasn't like cheering for anybody. He wasn't propping up anybody. He, he didn't like any of the teams. He in this hates, match, he hates everybody. He legit hates everybody. That's, that's his that, new gimmick. That, that might not. That might not be a gimmick. Yeah, um, that's his new thing, and I, I'm all for it. Give me more. Everybody's screwing up. Everybody's not doing it right. Nobody's doing it as good as. I mean, he says that him and Sean would never cheat. First no. of all, you know, never cheat. They would never do something underhanded that's all legit in the ring. Yeah, and he's even going to sue um, Davey Richards for uh, for using a German suplex. <laughs> um, Which, I mean, we do laugh about, but later on, there is a feud between Roger Strong and Cedric Alexander over the fact that Cedric Alexander used a backbreaker. Really? They, they do have the you got to respect the moveset feud. That's awesome. Which might be the most Ring of Honor thing. Yeah, the Ring of Honor's ever done, so... Um, but that stuff's good. That's obviously post CNC Russell Factory and all that jazz. But we'll um, get there in a couple of years. Yeah, and I, I do like that. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Caleb got after him. You know, and I says like, yeah, I said, you know, um, I, his, I like his, like, his comment about a, a CUI commenting under the influence. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know he shakes his hand, and then Haas like, well, the pleasure's all yours. And then, uh, yeah, you're, pl- you're, pleasure to meet you. So, yeah. And then, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ple- pleasure to meet you. Like, yeah, the pleasure's all yours. He's like, you smell like your alcohol smells like shit, um, or something to that effect. So, uh, Caleb get a little spunky here. Uh, so that was awesome. But uh, in the end, uh, the end, though, Will, uh, you know, the wolves do that double cl- uh, clover leaf thingy. You know, I mean, that's where, um, you know, wrestling spirits tag team would never cheat, you know. Um, oh, and he did give uh, Cheeseburger some flying lessons. Uh, but in the end, you know, the double the Wolves do get the win. Um, oh, actually, uh, Andrew Chase did that really rad uh, um, neckbreaker thing on Davey Richards, which was fucking awesome. Yeah, the, um, the bravados are good. It's kind of a shame that they got better, and then they've only we've only seen them what three times since they've come back from Japan. Yeah, it's all these, and, these and one of them was at like a live event, so you, does it really even count? Yeah. So, but wham bam, thank you, ma'am. Thanks for coming. We got the next team out in this yes. four team gauntlet, and we got scum. Yeah, scum. Um, oh, yeah, real quick, Dave gets the ankle lock and then uh, gets the tap off. But scum comes out. Uh, it's a brawl, not too much. It, uh, but 
Carino low blows Edwards, uh, goes to that sitting Larry, but Edwards, uh, being the smart man he is, cradles him up and gets his crucifix pin in probably under two minutes, eh? Yeah, but the the action didn't end there, Tom. No. Scum uh, Scum did not take being eliminated too lightly. No. Um, yeah, Carino nails. the uh, What do they call it? The, the $10 fist or something like that? He's got the roll of quarters. Well, he hit him with the he hit Richards with the ring bell. Did he hit Edwards with the roll of quarters? Yeah, I didn't see. I know they kept talking about, but I didn't see it. Okay. Um, yeah, the ring bell, the everything. You know, Charlie Haas is like, "Yep, never, never." It was a great tag team, you know. <laughs> so not looking good for the Wolves. No, going, wow. into, going into the last round of this gauntlet, which again. It's not the most grueling gauntlet because they have to squeeze it into 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, Reed Dragon's in to pick the bones, Will. Um, but obviously the Wolves being the Wolves, you know, they survive. You know. Um, oh, this you, is weird. There, there was a, a moment during this point in the match where, like, Bobby Fish, like, gestured to the crowd and there was like this really loud almost sound like women or children chanting for like eddie edwards no i miss that it, it sounded really odd oh. like it did like not like piped in odd but it's like like there was like a clump of people that were just like super excited for mm-hmm. eddie edwards which i mean maybe they got dropped on their heads too yeah um maybe it's his family i mean they are on the east coast who knows um yeah, this is where uh, Haas is talking with Sue and Davey through the Steel and German Simplex. Um, Kyle O'Reilly does kick out of the double, uh, the double, double stomps from Edwards and, um, and uh, Richards. And, uh, but in the end, Redragon, I uh, do hit the double elimination. I don't remember what they call it um, on Edwards, but he kicks out like he always does. But they nail a brain buster kick thingy uh, for the win. And it looks like we're getting. Uh, yeah. Later on, uh, it'll be called Chasing the Dragon. That's what it is. Okay. And they're not redragon yet, are they? They're not redragon yet. Just like CNC Wrestle Factory isn't CNC Wrestle Factory yet, but but they Uh, are. um, Yeah. In our hearts, they are. They come up down, down, Yeah. The whole kick caboodle. So, you know, we talked about Charlie Haas a fair amount, but. The point he brings up about the Wolves was a very good point. Yeah. How much can David Richards and Eddie Edwards really trust each other? Yeah. After I mean, how how much they battled in 2012. I mean, he's not wrong. How he felt like, you know, Richards obviously picked Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. I think Kyle O'Reilly is the only person Charlie Haas put over. He's like, yeah, this kid's all right. Yeah. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly's already like, Bobby Fish, I don't know who he is. <laughs> He's old. I don't know who he is. Um, but yeah, Charlie Haas is just playing this, this grizzled old pissed off asshole pretty much to a T at this point. Like him, this is a little more of like what I was looking to get from Charlie Haas last week. Okay. Yeah. Because like I said, last week it was kind of weird where he's like, he's swearing all the time. It's like, well, he's not really swearing that much. And he's saying crap a lot. It's like, have him say shit. Just have him hit the buzzer. Have it's, him say shit. It's tape. I mean, they can, they can have him it. have him be a little sloppier. If you want to say this guy's like stumbling out of the bag. Like, I'm not saying have him be like Jeff Hardy at fucking 
turning point or whatever, <laughs> victory road, whatever, whatever that the debacle was. But you know, it's like you could have played it up more. Yeah, like you know, maybe last week he came out and he was real bad. He comes out this week and he's still bad, but like he's obviously like not as bad, and that's why he's like, I'm just gonna go sit on commentary. And I like that they showed like his walk, like he like walks around the ring and then walks up and over to the commentary <laughs> table, beer in hand. Yeah. Uh so good. Um, well, Will, I know I kind of have a feeling I know you already answered, but like we always are asking, we already kind of talked to Eric about this already. But uh, if this is your first episode of Ring of Honor TV, Will, would you be tuning in next week? This was a good episode of TV, Tom. Yeah, we're on a roll. They, I, I was say they've been on a good stretch. You know, I I came out of last week. I really enjoyed the TV. And you know, as much as maybe some other things could have been given more time with us getting an abnormal four matches. And you know, like we talked about like more modern ring of honor, you would get two. Yeah. In your in your hour-long program. But I mean, I, I was happy with everything we got. Ever, ever, I you know there wasn't really anybody who like kind of tanked it, you know. I mean, as far as like the actual TV program itself went, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, we're continuing stories, you know. Like we always ask, we both really enjoy this top prospect tournament. Um, some fun guest spots, you know. Hopefully, you know, Tajarius Thomas does join the House of Truth. I think he'd be a great fit. I mean, it writes its fucking self. Um, you know, it's a uh, yeah. It was it was a good episode. And next week, uh, besides, we do get ACH versus Matt Taven in the top prospect. At least I think we are. I mean, they said they didn't say we weren't. Uh, but did you obviously call what the main event's gonna be next week? Oh, uh, it's gonna be CNC and Dem Boys versus Scum. See, I heard commentary mention that's what our main event for next week is going to be, but I missed who they said was going to be in it. So it's going to be a hell of a match. Yeah. So hopefully they get some time. So and uh, just putting it out there, you know, we're we're in February. We're getting Jay Briscoe and uh, Kevin Steen in the ring together. April isn't that far away. You're right. Well, you're right. Well, we're just going to leave it at that so we don't spoil it for the high fivers that may have not been pretty well. We're pretty spoiler too. alert for a 10 year old program, <laughs> exactly. So, um, well, Will, uh, yeah, we're gonna kind of pull the train to the station here, but obviously, uh, first and more, foremost, thank you for the book. I will probably get this read a lot sooner than you think. Um, I, you know, I know but, you got it all booked, I know you got it all booked out. You know, but maybe 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 you 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 know you slide some appointments around and yeah, it, I mean, it reads I, quick. Yeah, I mean, I I don't mind change. You know, and I, can, I like the it's my kind of short fiction where like it's really short. So you know, what I mean, like you could read like a couple if you want to call them chapters or like stories, whatever you want to call it. Like you, if you only want to read one, like so there are only like a couple pages. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's very good. I think you'll like it. Yeah, I'm enjoying this, and I and I greatly appreciate it. And uh, um, I will keep an eye out for the other one. But uh, before we pull the train, the station of wheels, or uh, anything else you want to put over, uh, 
or anything else you want to talk about here, Ring of Honor related or Royal Rumble related or uh, Royal Rumble? I uh, I'm starting out with a perfect score in our in the picks. I picked the same for uh, the Discord picks and the Patreon picks. I went. Uh, well, there's a, there's a different one for the Discord. Yes, so there's the ones that we submit through the Patreon. Oh. And then uh, uh, David Henry Bauer said that he was interested in maybe running something. So okay. uh, you, you can get in on that too. You just got to message him. He, he's picking, he's keeping track of the same shows that we're picking for the Patreon, the pot the, for the podcast. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I went five because I, I went easy. I'm like, I'm going to pick Cody. I don't know anything about what's going on in the women's division right now, but I'll pick Rhea Ripley. Talking about with people, I wouldn't have been mad if like a Shayna Baszler won, or like an Oscar coming back with the the gimmick. Yeah, Oscar was my pick, and me or or Bailey. Helpful. I like Bailey, but yeah. uh, everybody was saying Rhea Ripley. I don't really follow it enough, so I'm like, you know what? The general consensus seems to be Rhea Ripley. She's being featured a lot in their like social media stuff that they post around. So yeah, I think it's cool that her and Liv went one two, and then were um, you know one two. Or I mean, yeah, I think there was a third last one eliminated. But um, yep, Liv because we uh, really ducked the mist. Oh, okay, and that's what helped eliminate Liv Morgan, and then Rhea Ripley have like a a head scissor on her. No, because huh. I. I think Liv Morgan was the last one eliminated because Oscar misted Liv Morgan an accident. Rhea Ripley got rid of Oscar, and then I think Rhea Ripley eliminated Liv Morgan. Okay, something like that. I didn't watch it. Yeah, me either. So um, then uh, Kevin Owens. I mean, I heard that match was good. Fairly, I mean, was then obviously the the, the post match was was where all the magic happened. And it's so it's so great, you know. Twitter is kind of accessible, but then you have yeah. those accounts that are like really putting together like all the story things. Like here's all like the subtle things that they've done. Here's all the callbacks, so like other things that have happened between Sammy and Kevin. Like here's things like you tie it back with like Roman Reigns and like going back and like stuff that he's gone through. It's like this is all great. Yeah, I saw a thing earlier talking. I didn't watch it, but it was about how like. We think it's all about Roman and Sammy, but really, it's almost like Jay Uso is like the main character in this because he's almost got the most character development, right? You know, he kind of yeah. started the whole feud, kind of started with him. And you know, I'm maybe he's the one who ends it. Hmm. Maybe they, you know, they draw this out. Maybe he drops a belt to Cody. And he still has that other belt, and you know, maybe they they run and maybe Jay gets the win. Yeah. And they, they bring that full circle. Do you think any family members are gonna show up that aren't currently I mean, on WWE TV? I mean, she may not have a deal, but you know, our number 30 surprise entrant in the women's rumble. Oh, it's not, it's definitely not who we're talking about. So she's not like most girls. Um I mean, Hikaleo might be a free agent soon. Um, you know, 
what crossed my mind, and I knew it wouldn't have happened, but uh, Tetsuya Naito is technically a free agent right now. Really? I wouldn't have expected Naito to be an appearance in the Rumble. Mostly because there wouldn't have been anybody in the Rumble that would have had like that, you know, the kind of like that acknowledgement. It's like, oh, Naito, like, yeah. I mean, it's not like the Good Brothers were in it or like AJ Styles was in it or like Nakamura was in it. Or Nakamura probably wasn't it. But, yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Like, you, you'd need somebody there to be like, you, I know you. Because I don't think the, the casual WWE viewer is going to be familiar with Tipsy Naito. Yeah, so um, no Jay White, no Nick Aldis. That kind of surprised me. Uh, no Jay I, White, but Jay White was trending because he kept retweeting all the stuff about the Rumble and adding the hashtag the Catalyst. I love it. Um, but Nick Aldis is going to be at Trinity at St. Louis in March. He is. And uh, Tom, you know, we're talking free agents. You're pretty excited for that GCW match, huh? God damn right I am. Holy fuck me running. For those of you who don't know, Kota Ibushi is officially out of New Japan Pro Wrestling and is reportedly looking to more so kind of work more freelance stuff than kind of being settled down into one company and he's got a booking with gcw announced at 1001 eastern time which is midnight in japan mike bailey kota abushi at josh barnett's blood sport or no is that is that a blood sport yes it uh, is yeah it's a josh barnett's blood sport <sighs> dude so for those of you who don't know the blood sport event is pretty much there's no ropes. Like it's it's presented as a shoot fight. Yeah. And there's typically, from what I've gathered, more kind of calling stuff on the fly. I mean, this is gonna be ridiculous. It's gonna it's gonna suck because you're gonna watch it and be like, that looked like hell. Because it probably was. Yeah. And Bailey's probably going to wrestle 14 other matches that weekend. So he's already got another one announced. Him and um, he's in a tag team match where I know people are pretty excited that he's like reunited with uh, they're like Moonlight something. Hmm, interesting. Tag team name. So it's somebody he had partnered with before that he's tagging with again for the, for the, the collective. What a time to be a fan, Will. What a time to be a fan. The collective is always a good time. I mean, they, uh, the, they're for the culture event. They announced two cold Scorpios wrestling uh, Brian Keith. Damn, Brian Keith's starting to break out here, folks. He's he's everywhere. He could have uh, been in the Rumble. And Will, where's the first time you've heard of Brian Keith? First time I heard of Brian Keith. Oh, I thought this was a layup because it was the first time I heard of Brian Keith on a certain podcast. I was aware of him. I'm so super disappointed that we didn't get that interview on the Wizards because I had I was trying to remember where I heard about him first because I'd seen something and I'm like this guy looks fucking cool. I mean, and he is cool and he's everywhere and he's he's racking up the W's. I can't believe I didn't go see Speedball Mike Haley versus Brank Keith. It was right in Chicago. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I know you missed it. My buddy was there though. Wonder if you got those season tickets. 
So he looks freelance. Yeah. He's uh, he's actually going to be up here. I'm working through the whole weekend. He's up here, so I'm not going to be able to spend like tons of time with him. But that was, that was the original game plan. I was like, we're just going to like me, my buddy Devin, and uh, Mike, my buddy who lives in Chicago. We're just going to like hunker down and just like do shit with the boys. And we're going to be like, we're going to make him watch Wrestle Kingdom. We're going to make him watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be back on Chicago the 24th of March for AAW. So if he's in the building, let me know. So, um, he, I'll, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll check him. I'm tell him to look for the handsome fella with a blue Hawaiian shirt and a visor. Well, hopefully, he doesn't see the other guy there that's actually handsome. And then, no, I'm just kidding. I won't be self deprecating. So, all right. Yeah, that's my gimmick, buddy. <laughs> well, Will, I'm going to pull this train in the station, my friend, but thank you. Choo choo. Um, this is a great episode uh, of the podcast, a great episode of TV. Um, we have more shit to come, high fiber. So, it's going to be awesome. But, Will, I will talk to you via the Zoom thing here uh, next week. Next week. All right. Do you later.